Hi guys, welcome to the show. My guest today is BJJ Black Belt Professor Mark St. Marie. It's time to high five and fizz bump. A jujitsu podcast for the everyday grappler. Let's talk subs. Let's talk positions. Let's talk dominating the mat. Welcome to the Let's Talk Jiu-Jitsu podcast with Raymond Terrence. Raymond Terrence. We're good. Ready? Hit me. All right. <laughs> Thanks for jumping in, Mark. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for coming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, how's the hip? You just got a hip replacement. Oh, you know what? It's great. It's such a, <laughs> such a release, you know, like all that pain all those years. and stuff. How long did you wait for the... So you had both hips. Well, one right. hip done and then another hip done. How right. long did you wait... Like, how did you notice the first hip? Like, did it, was it just like well, out of the blue pain? Or? No, 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 no. For 12 years, I've been having like a, a problem. And I figured, you know what? You, nobody thinks about hip replacement. You know, you say, uh, you know, I didn't even explore that. And then, you know what? It's like, it got worse. It got worse. And you know how it is? It trickles to your knees. Then you think you're, because you're walking kind of funny. So I finally, asked, I went to see an orthopedic surgeon and I went, I did some diagnostic uh, things like hex rays and stuff like that. And he mm. goes, dude, you need both hips. And uh, back then my right one was worst. So he goes, we can take a chance because I wanted that all kinds of plans. You know, I wanted to do the more uh, world's jujitsu championship. And I figure, okay, so I'll do the right one and I'll try some injections on the left one in the meantime. Okay. So I did the right one and, oops, sorry. I did the uh, right one and uh, it was well. Rehab is good because I was eligible to have it done from the front, the anterior method they call. Okay. And that makes rehab easier. They don't cut through uh, tissue like, uh, uh, like don't cut through muscle ligaments or they just stretch everything aside. Hmm. So it's fine, you know. So I got it done and, uh, uh, well, sorry. First I had injection put there on my right side. It worked for a few months and then the injection stopped working so i decided to i said i'll get it done there's no choice you know it's no pointless getting upset about it it has to be done yeah so um yeah so i got it done and then the other hip started you know it was thing is that everything that's around your hip and your waist affects you and everything you do you know you sit you stand you do this you do that right and um so i try okay i'm gonna do injections on the other side and it's a gamble because if they inject, they cannot operate for six months after. Okay. So the doctor said, if we don't inject, we schedule the surgery. And since I was eligible to get it done on a day surgery, there's only four to six months wait for me. If I have to stay at the hospital, you're talking about over a year. Wow. So anyway, I said, okay, so I'll gamble with the injection because I wanted to do the no-gi worlds. I did the gi worlds. I'd like to do the no-gi worlds. But uh, why? Because... Why not? I've done that once. I because at my age, I'm 60 years old, so I don't know how, how many of those competition I have in me. You know? right. So, so and so I took a gamble on the injection on my left hip. Didn't work at all. Hmm. And uh, anyway, so I so I had to wait, and I went to see my surgeon. I I tried two three months if I could suck it up because I really wanted to start training for the worlds, hmm. and. Um, didn't work so i said okay let's pencil in the uh the surgery and took six months about and uh got it done but uh what a relief man it's just like, a few uh, weeks ago uh, i was on march 16th march 16th bring the filter uh if you can a little closer to the mic this big round thing just slide it like closer like to the mic yeah so, okay yeah, that's perfect sorry yeah so yeah so i was um 
Yeah, so I got it done. So it's been a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, you know what? It's like I did. I went to the rehab once. So my physio said, "Well, you know, you're done after a month." He goes, "You're a month in, but your rehab is about is about nine weeks in with what I can do." Well, it's you no know, discipline and stuff. Hmm. The problem is with physiotherapy and athletic therapy is that people give you homework. If you don't do them, yeah, you're not going to go. It's a anywhere. lifetime membership. You're yeah. going to keep going to the physio. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm I, and I knew already what the physio, the first first few days of physios were. So I started doing them before I saw the physio because of my other experience. You knew, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like it's. I was looking back on it, you know, because you got a lot of time. You can't do too too much at the beginning. And um, I was thinking, like, I've done like one leg jujitsu for like ten years, yeah. you know, <laughs> and uh, and. Um, yeah but this hip seemed to be so the second one that you got done the most recent one seemed to be worse than the first oh, one yeah. because i think everyone saw it at jiu-jitsu you know whenever we saw you at class i was it it degraded like you were teaching jiu-jitsu to the point where like you can barely walk across the mats type no. of thing like we saw it right in you right. and it looked a lot worse than the first time around oh for sure yeah. for sure and uh you know what it's like uh, I, you know, some people, maybe you should stop. You know, I said, that was my sanity, man. It's like, if I, if I stop this, I'm going to disintegrate, you know? Yeah. Also, I never took, I had prescription for opioids and stuff. I'm not taking that. I have a friend who waited a year and a half for his back surgery and uh, surgery was great. But then the six weeks of detox after was bad. So I'm not touching that. So I was on pain. I was in pain 24 seven, you know? So yeah. it, it grinds you down emotionally and stuff. So but the surgery is instant relief now i just feel tight i feel like i'm walking around let's say you bunch a t-shirt you put it in your front pocket. it's just like a tightness yeah i feel and, it's yeah. tight and stuff it's gonna loosen up and things okay. so. have okay. you have you i guess you haven't rolled at all no no you're kidding i'm not no. close to that now so it's okay. like um i'd say to, to walk normally and stuff i'd say it takes about like uh, i don't know six weeks or something okay. just about now i'm kind of walking normally except you're driving I, now too yeah, yeah if yeah, i yeah. sit if i sit for a while i'll limp the first few steps but okay but uh for jujitsu i'd say at least 20 weeks okay. but you know what it's like i'm okay with that I'm, yeah. uh, it's like it's you know i'm not like my physio told me the most dangerous time is between 12 and 20 weeks because you think you're good okay so it's like there's a difference between walking and doing your day-to-day -day activity and rolling. Mind you, uh, I don't roll like I used to roll. So right. I've, you know, made my peace with that, you know. I yeah, and you're so. going in for the long term, right? You don't right. want to jump in too soon because you no, know that. No, 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 yeah, no, no. yeah, that's right. It's, and you're still teaching. Are you still teaching the early morning classes? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How's that going? Good. You, you, it was so good to get back on the mat. It's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> so you teach just for people that don't know, you teach Monday morning, 7 a.m., Wednesday morning, 7 a.m., and Friday morning, that's 7 a.m. Right. for the adults. And then all the kids program. And then all the kids yeah, program. So that's uh, well, I haven't started in Vaudreuil yet. So there's like, uh, so now in West Island, there's three hours on uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and Friday. And next week, I'm going to start in Vaudreuil plus Paritud in the afternoon. Wow, the school that program. So for wow. people who don't know, do you find that the early morning crowd, that it's a different type of person training in the morning? Like, are you do go about teaching in a different way if you were teaching a seven a.m. class, where if what? you were to teach, you know a 7 what? It's like class? it's like people come in the morning. A lot of them are parents or business people. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, I said, listen, I said, make the seven a.m. class your lab. Like when you roll, experiment. Don't turn it into a white knuckle grind here. It's like try awesome. some stuff. Right. The problem is I find with jujitsu in the in a pedag 
pédagogical. I sorry, man. Yeah, you know the French word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, on a, so a point of view pédagogique. Yeah. The, um, the uh, you know what? It's like a lot of people shortchange themselves when they roll by so being obsessed with winning the role that they're not expanding their game. They're staying they're staying stagnant. Yeah. And I was like that as a blue belt. I mean, I got I got to say it. It's like for me it's like I was just like a like I'm going to blast in there, you know? But uh I was lucky because of injuries. They forced me to do some other things. Every time, you know, I always joke around. Every time mm. I got injured, my game got better. Yeah. <laughs> I had no bottom game. I smacked four toes. And next thing you know, I had to Have play on my game. back for a few months. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, you know, so I tell, I say, use, people have to manage your training week. And mm. I said, you need to find a formula, especially when you're a master. Yeah. I cannot do like I did as a blue belt, go for white knuckle rolls five days a week. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I roll with Lee. Leaving Nev highly, I roll with him about five, six, sometimes seven times a week, and 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 you know I always try my best. I know it's you know I was gonna get murdered, but the idea is it's like you know now you gotta find the formula. I tell my morning guys, there's pick they you know pick a time. There's a time when you're getting ready, and there's a time to experiment and play. So mm -hmm. I was trying to create a, a climate of um, playfulness yeah. in the morning. Like let's try this. So guys, I'm gonna try to play Lasso Spider today. You know, I got murdered, haha. Ha. But that's that's the way it is. You know, it's like yeah. uh, I like that group of guys that you have too, because you know I'm in that that WhatsApp group with you guys right. too, and I find there's such a camaraderie between them uh, yeah. that I, you know, that you might not see in other groups because there's just you know always different people coming in. But at 7 a.m., it's always the same people that are there. They're there every class, right? And they're you know, they're filming each other, rolling, they're yeah, giving Guillaume's, each other yeah, feedback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. like talking about, you know, wow, you caught me with this. That was really good. How did you do that? I find right. that's really cool. Right. Wait, you yeah. know, because you don't coach people like my daughter and people like, like, like regular schmoes like me. Like mm. I always joke around, say I'm a garage league black belt. Like, you know, it's like, don't think I'm going to go out and, 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 you know, uh, you know, they're not going to make a YouTube highlight reel with my jujitsu. But um, yeah, so I said, there's two things I tell them. You need a formula if you're a master. Like for example, with my hip, I knew I was good for one hard roll a week. Then I could go for other roles specific and stuff. And mm -hmm. good training partner, like, uh, you know what? Okay, I'm going to say this. When I was a blue belt, somebody would have got me a break in a role. I would have been insulted. Right. And now, Christ, I like it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I love it when they when they go out there. They go, oh man, that was awesome and stuff, dude, dude. It's okay. I know, I know. It's like, you know, maybe the dog fight was not what it should have been. Yeah. You know, but I'm okay. I'm fine yeah. because you know what? You have to be as you get older and you want to practice the sport that you love. You have to be grateful you're able to do it. Yeah, you used to like, you used to talk a lot about your roles when um, uh, with Will. Yeah, which is one of our one of our black belts. Yeah, but you know, at the time he was what a purple or a brown, and you would you guys would Wednesday do... afternoon we'd go three hours in a row at lunchtime. Yeah, but it was not white knuckle rolling, but we had fun. We played music, and we just rolled. Hmm. And you know, we 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 talk like about uh, current affairs as we roll. <laughs> but I mean, it's like I, honestly, it's like like I said, I'm not training to beat uh, Mika Galvao or something like this. Right. So I tell people, dude, you're masters. Get over yourself. Do as best as you can. Mm -hmm. Do as best and find the formula. Like how many 
tough rolls a week can I do? White knuckle rolls. Yeah. And how many softer rolls you can do and roll with the right partner for longevity and that's right because and you know what i remember when i got ready for the worlds in 2019 i like the way i prepared i didn't train i didn't roll hard until about four weeks before then i had a few more hard roll but not enough to wear myself out yeah and i felt i was ready but i mean it's listen if i'm going to adcc am i gonna do this Hmm. as i i'm going to las vegas where the world's every two years that training method is not going to get you there. Yeah. But for me, it's like, you have to be happy. You're still able to do this. Yeah. It's like, be happy. Like, listen, I'm 60 years old. Okay. I'm banged up still. I, besides my hip, I got, um, I got degenerative disc disease. I got no ACL on one side, no MCL, no, no meniscus. So, so you know what? The younger brown belts and black belt, they're going to kick my ass. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they, if I taught these guys and they're not doing it, I failed as a teacher. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, so, so why would I get upset? Yeah. So, so it's like for me, I'm always gonna roll because I don't care. I just tap and laugh and go back again. Yeah. That's the way it is. <laughs> so if you're a master, be happy you're there. Mm-hmm. Be happy you're able to hang around with younger guys, talk shit with them. And, and be on the mat and have fun. This is why you're doing this. I'm not paying my bills with this. Yeah. And nor do I expect to pay my bills with this. So I want to go to the world's no gi. Hopefully as soon as I, hopefully it'll be this December or whatever, or maybe the next year. I don't care. I'll, I'll wind up there. But, but you know, master seven is the Viagra category. It's like, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a problem. You know, it's like, we're on the same boat. There's nobody there with boat knees. and hips. <laughs> So it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it's a garage league. Yeah. So, so I said, just be happy. You're doing jujitsu, man, and stop fussing and expand your game. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's, it took me 14 years to figure that out. <laughs> it took me until I got black to figure out. I need to keep doing this because I just like jujitsu and I need to, I need to enjoy going and just rolling with no expectation. That's right. And I think that's what's keeping me going now. And I mentioned this in a previous episode. The issue for me is when I got my black, I felt like, what do I do now? I was terrified when I got my black. Yeah, I freaked out. I I, I took, I took two months off after I got my black. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, I, I was in there for two months after December. Right. For January and February, I didn't go to jiu-jitsu once because I went to jiu-jitsu once right after I got my black belt. And after that, I took two months off. I, I literally was like, I, I need something now. I need to figure out what is going to keep me going to jiu-jitsu. Right. It's not a belt thing anymore. It's not a stripe thing anymore. Like, why am I going to jiu-jitsu? And I needed to like run through that in my head to keep my sanity and right. I figured it out and it was exactly that. It was, Is it? I, 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 I need to go to jiu-jitsu because I like socializing. I like hanging out with the guys that are there. I've built all these relationships over so many years and I enjoy jiu-jitsu. That's right. Can't I just accept that that's enough? You know <laughs> what I mean? So, but it took me That's right. That well, I, I, to I'd love to tell you I was smarter, but it took me a lifetime. Don't mm-hmm. forget, I, I, I never was a good athlete. I compete, I made some big teams, not on skills. I made it on pure grit. I was a honey badger. Mm-hmm. So here's a guy who's slow. I was like strong in a specific kind of way, but not like a, not like a explosive sprinting, stuff like that. And I made the team because I would tear myself up to 
finish a takedown or if it was martial arts or or whatever hockey football i was a undersized linebacker who, who played like i was 250 mm. paid a price for that but anyway the um the idea is like uh, for me changing that mentality was was huge but i remember getting my every promotion i got i said what the fuck oh my god jesus i got my black belt i'm like this it's Fabio Cascali, these guys, and I'm looking at my belt saying, oh, motherfucker, <laughs> what am I doing here? I kept telling you, Fred, I think, oh, we can wait, we can use the rush. Nah, yeah. nah, <laughs> the same thing with brown belt. I said, oh, man, I'm a brown belt now. Oh, crap. Yeah. I never was, um, you know, that that hung up on that. So, and now, you know, I got the black belt, and uh, you know what? Like I said, just be happy you're there, man. It's like, it, yeah. it just don't. Don't turn that into and tap for God's sake. Like don't, you know, when you're a masters and you get hurt because you try to get out of a submission, my sympathy meter is at zero. <laughs> like, uh, you know what? Be intelligent. And mm. if you want to work a live escape, that's the policy in my 7 a.m. class. Yep. Arm extends, tap right away, say hold the position and then try to get out. He's just going to hold the position without extending to a point where you get injury and battle this like and a dog. And then you continues. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I tell people, I said, you know, he'll hook the crap out of each other, but as soon as the bite is in, and then you know what? Tell a guy, hold the position, and then you can try rolling, clear the knee line, whatever you do to escape heel yeah. hooks. And like that, you can safely work an escape without getting a limb torn out, you know? Yeah. It's like, give me a break. When you're, your neck's going the wrong way, man, it's like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, just bail. It's funny because I I watch all these events on Flow and on on UFC Fight Pass, and I see maybe it's just my perception, but I see more and more injuries happening in jujitsu now right. than before, and right. I don't know if people have more to prove, if there's more money on the line, or if well, it's, listen, put sixty uh, grand prize money that changes things, right? And you know what? Don't forget this generation, a jujitsu athlete, they're the ones who can make a, a living out of it. Mm -hmm. In the past, you know how many good guys are in Brazil that you don't hear about because they can't travel? They don't have sponsors or whatever and stuff like that. There's a lot of good guys you don't hear about. Mm -hmm. And now it's possible to make a living out of it. So now it's different. Throw in the prize money and you know what? You might, I don't know, I'm creating a fictitious scenario yeah. here, but let's say you're ahead on, look at Romulo Barral. He's ahead on point. The guy grabs that famous footlock, mm -hmm. you know, a toehold. Yeah. So he's ahead. You know, it's like, it's IBJJF. IBJF doesn't pay shit anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, so, so I mean, you know what? I'm not, I'm not in a guy's kin at this point and stuff like that. But I tell people, don't sacrifice, don't, don't hurt yourself because you want to finish that tournament and sacrifice the rest of the year. Especially if you're doing a local tournament and you're just a casual oh grappler and oh you go a few God. times a week. It's not worth it because then you're out for six months and you're injured and you can't do anything. Exactly. Or, or you're limited in what you That's can do. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, what? it's like just, just understand where you're at where you want to go and what this sports represent for you. Yeah. You were talking about how you like... You know that you found this like you just you're just happy you're rolling you're just happy that you're on the mats did you so have I, that mentality when you went to worlds in 2019 like when, did you like yeah. that mentality of i'm going there to have fun i'm going there yeah absolutely because you know what i said i'm going there to i, I went there to identify where my holes and i mean you don't want it's like 
competing is awesome because it's an identifier. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going there against guys because, you know, why the world's and not SAU? Because at my age, at the world's, I get people in my bracket. Right. If I go SAU, they'll put me with guys your age. Yeah, SAU being a local tournament. Right, right? that's yeah. right, that's right. Right. So they'll put me with people your age. God, the world's, I'll be with other 60-year-old guys. Right. So I went there for a bunch of reasons. I thought it'd be cool to sign up in the same tournament. Well, it, my daughter did the Las Vegas Open, but it was all run at the same time in the same venue. I thought it'd be fun to sign up with the same tournament as my kid. And I had I went there and said, this is going to be fun. I had a blast the whole time. So I won the first match and, and uh, lost the second I forgot the clock. I didn't listen to you. I thought I was alone, so I blocked out everything so I couldn't hear you scream. And, but, you know, people say, oh, don't worry about it. I'm not worrying about it. I had a blast. Yeah. I, you know, I had a blast. So I want to do it again because it was fun. Hmm. Tournaments are identifiers because it's different. You go against people. You don't know their games and stuff. And you know what? That will expose the holes in your game hmm. real quickly. And then there's a the whole experience factor. You know, you get to travel. You get to meet new people. Yeah, you get right, to right. possibly go as a small group, right? And, you know. It's the whole thing. The whole click around it. There was yeah. Gumby, Gumbau. All these guys were there. And we're yeah. all, like, checking in the morning. I said, no, the whole thing was positive. I didn't care about, you know. So what? I lost a second max. Like, you know. So that's why I'm, I have zero problem like i i never felt bad down or say you know i was looking at the match and saying oh my god i can't believe i opened my legs there but i'm laughing about it you know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like it's easy i always i always says i never make a mistake when i i'm sitting in my lazy boy watching flow <laughs> and i said what did he do but you know what it's like i don't make mistakes when i comment from there but when your head's being twisted into the mat mm-hmm. it's a different animal and with the whole thing around it because I remember at the Worlds when they, they called me for my first sight, fight, I'm standing there and then I'm going, I'm going, God, I got to pee. <laughs> but I only peed eight times so far in the past half hour. So I'm going like this and I'm saying, wow, I haven't felt that in a long time. Yeah. This is great. And then my legs started to go jello. So that's why it doesn't show up. I do a few squats. I said, crap, my fingers are numb. Time to put some blood down there. But as soon as you grab the first grip, you're on. And yeah. it was kind of wild because I remember it reminded me once I was watching one of the late night shows and you had uh, singer Carly Simon, which is um, which is not maybe your generation, but and she was there and the other guest was Bruce Springsteen. Hmm. And the host, was it Jay Leno? I don't remember. Anyway, he says, he tells Carly Simon, you don't do live. You say you don't like doing live. Oh, she goes, I don't, I don't like live. I feel weird. I got butterflies. I got tunnel vision. I got a dry mouth and everything and stuff. And then Bruce Springsteen says, huh, I feel the same. But I thought it's because I was getting excited about it. <laughs> so, so pressure on a schmo does this. The same pressure Michael Jordan does this. It's the same pressure. Right. So I didn't feel pressure was. I was just happy to be there. Yeah. I know I'm in freaking Las Vegas at the Worlds, man. And remember this, when I started Jiu-Jitsu with Lee at TKO a long time ago. Was it 2008? I don't remember. If officially, because I've been grappling since 89 about. And you know what? When I started, you would have told me I'm going to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. black belt, But, and, and, you know, things just happen. And I like what Phil said once. He said, somebody asked him, where'd you get to do a black belt? Somebody asked him. And he said, I showed up. Hmm. It's going to come. 
but don't put a timeline on it. Just show up and just it, at some point, you know what? It's like you get it. It's yeah. like it's what it is. Like it's not a. It's a big deal, and it's not a big deal for me. Yeah. It's like you know. Are you um? So now you're you're just teaching right now, and you're kind of waiting to right. I guess be able to roll. Yeah. yeah. What are you, I mean, you, you get a lot out of teaching too, right? Because you're, you're not just teaching the adults, you're teaching the kids' classes. Right. Do you find that now with the kids, um, you know, because they're super young, oh. right? So you have these kids. So you know, I was going to ask you, where do you see jiu-jitsu going with these young oh kids? Oh, my God. But it's, it's going like, to be yeah, a no completely idea. Because different look, level, look, right? it's, it's very simple. Remember when Nicky Ryan came on the scene? Mm. Oh, my God, he's 14. He's made up. Like, this is going to be the norm. Yeah. Be nice to those kids. I'm looking at what they're doing right now and 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 it's right away like you know you know that we have on the wall our moves our sequence we call mm. it for people which are not familiar we have kids that well Daniel and C1 for example now they're blue belts but they were green belts they knew the entire curriculum from A to Z they're much better blue belt than I ever was right so so these kids now are see like we play hockey here we're a hockey culture we start playing hockey when they're three so if you go in a country they start playing hockey where they're 10 when they both hit 16 years old you don't get the same thing and now what happens that the new the game is elevating this is why now when Nicky Ryan did his stuff people were ooh ah and now many times you hear that a blue belt took out one uh a 16-year-old blue belt beat Roberto Jimenez. Yeah. So this this is not this is not a blue belt like I was. Yeah. You're talking about a different animal right here. What are your thoughts on that on on these uh on this whole nogi situation where it's you know a blue belt signing up for advance or you know doing all these fights against black belts? Like are are, are belts even relevant at that point? Well, you like, know what? It's like look, nogi is a is Okay, this is my opinion about this, okay? Nogi, I find, for me, with my orthopedic issue, easier than gi. Because gi, when somebody grabs a fabric, you're committed. Yeah. I describe it like this. Gi is like a marriage. You engage, you got to make it work. Nogi is like a one-night stand in the back of the cab. You don't <laughs> like it. You step out and you re-engage. You try again with someone else, right? <laughs> so you try. So, so, so what happens is that is that I think gi is chess and no gi is checkers. The challenge are different. I hate to compare because, right, but, right. but until you perform at a high level gi and all the potential of the guards and the this and the that because of the gripping, right? You can't get away. I mean, I step in your guard. I'm in, dude. That was my problem. When I started doing a lot of no gi, my problem is that I would engage. It wouldn't work well. I'd try to make it work. Hmm. And somebody, I think it was Gambao, says, just get out and we start over again, you know? Yeah. So so that, I think, yeah, it's a good question. I would I would think about this more to answer this, but hmm. I would think that the idea that in no gi, you can bail out, you can run out, can re-engage. And don't forget, some of those lower belts that do so well, they're not green. When you have a guy that wrestled in high school at a high level, right, and right. stuff like that, so that all affects that, you know. Yeah. But uh, it, what happened with Nogi also is that is that Nogi became presented more opportunity. A lot of guys went to Nogi not because they hated Gi, 
because yeah. this where the money was. Do you think it's 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 gonna stick? It's gonna stay like that? Do you think no geese? There's always gonna well, be more opportunity now. Well, what happens now? I think. Listen, I could. I'm not following that BJJF that much, but they came up with Grand Prix and stuff like this right. because because you know what? When a guy, a top black belt, has to pay, sign up for a tournament, pay for his hotel, and pay for the flight to go compete. And then he's going to go at who's number one. They're going to pay your flight, your hotel, give you a, a decent room. You get an appearance fee and a win bonus. My choice is easy if I want to make a living We're out of this. We're going nogi, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. So, and, and here's what's interesting. Have you noticed that guys that do exceptionally well in gi transfer to nogi, takes them three months, and they're on top of the pile? Yeah. The opposite will not happen. Mm -hmm. If you, a guy who specialized in nogi from day one, in my opinion, you want to transfer to Gi 10 years later, it's going to take a long time until you can deal with everything that's happening in there. Right. Look at Margali was the proof. Like, you know, so he switches to Nogi. Oh, my and, God, yeah. 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 So, so, so you know what? Yeah. So I think in, in Nogi, the rules, once you're engaged, you don't have to deal with lasso spider combos and right. this and that and all that stuff that happens with the gripping and the and stuff. So a little bit more of a level playing field, even if you're a blue belt or right. a purple belt going against a black, because I don't want to say less op less options, right? right I would say, right. or it's more the techniques are more concentrated. That's right. right? Not only that, the dog fight in gi is horrendous. Yeah, you can't disengage. Yeah. So when you're about, you're on your back. Like I remember, there's some moves we do from butterfly. And we say you need to stand up to finish because the guy will just turn and run away. Mm. Now in nogi, that's easy. You do that, the guy just turns, start hopping on one leg, pulls pull his legs out, and he is sorry, his leg out, and he's and he's away. Yeah. In gi, that shit's not happening. You got the freaking pants here, bro. It's yeah. like uh, so they you see a lot of scrambles. I was watching some matches that uh, some of the 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 jujitsu geeks I created on my seven a.m. class <laughs> there, and you see a guy sweeping or passing and they're basically dog fighting for about a minute and 10 seconds until somebody winds up on top mm -hmm. that doesn't happen in nogi yeah so so you know what it's like it's a, it's a different animal yeah. but what's your take on uh people getting dinged now in um ibjjf for um for the doping thing yeah all this steroid well, use and this and that that they're again i'm just I, I haven't done too much research on the whole who they're testing and who they're not but right. the last time i checked are they not only testing gold medalists and not testing silver medalists you know what medalists what or? bothers me about the whole doping thing any sports like it'll be the olympics uh, whatever is the hypocrisy behind it mm-hmm like a lot of people who complain that doping get caught the next month or something. And and don't forget, it's is it an unfair advantage when everybody dopes? No, you're on the same playing field. Right. Right? So either, you know, it's like those guys that want to, the nogi, the big nogi tournaments don't test. So why should you not dope? If I put myself in that mindset, right, right. you're going to take the, the high road. Let me tell you something. It's like, it's not going to work. So as per the IBJJF, uh, I think they can, if I recall, and, and somebody will probably comment and correct me, I think it was a surprise test. Usado showed up and said, hey, piss in the jar. It is, yeah, yeah. So this, this was almost like an ambush. Right. Okay. So did they, was it right to do it or so? We can debate that. That's mm -hmm. fine. 
but um was i surprised that all these guys somebody i got a plane to catch i'm out of here <laughs> but, <laughs> but the yeah so so i was reading a great book if you're interesting about like uh, speed trap it's a book written by charlie francis which was uh, ben johnson um his uh, trainer and he said he said in his book he says you don't dope to win you dope to be there you're not even going to participate right and the shenanigans like people have to be honest here you want to see the freaks you want to see the this you want to see that i mean yeah, yeah okay but it's like it's like i remember one year that in weightlifting olympic weightlifting clean and jerk and all that one year leading up to the world championship that was a long time ago they were very aggressive in testing they were starting to get rabid about this and none of the lifters came within like five kilos or 10 kilos of winning a record hmm. so the same journalist that bitch about doping right the era of great lifters is dead right dude you had the first clean world championship and probably the only one in there since the 60s and you're bitching yeah i mean who wants to see a guy win the olympics win win the 100 meter in 10.01 so you gotta be careful here you know like yeah. um and and i guess my concern is the these 18 19 year old and 20 year old jiu-jitsu prodigies who are now in a situation that are like well everyone they got a decision to take it yeah. happened to some relative of mine like they were competing at a high level and kid was dominating in the juniors and when he went seniors he got the same program as the other teammate on team canada junior and then suddenly the season start he's not even in the game and he goes the guys show up after the summer you don't you don't be looking the same person mm. so his dad told him you gotta you gotta take a decision here so i mean it's decision easy for you and i to take because we're not involved in this right yeah, yeah so it's it's very easy to comment and be judgmental on this but but uh that's what it is man it's like right. i no jokes um a long time ago in montreal a hockey coach bantam kids were giving his kids sudafed before the game what does it's, that do well it can it can jack you up a bit a bit okay. at, at like a stimulant okay so i mean they're 14 year old kids at you know they're giving him a sudafed before the game right so <laughs> there's nothing on the line i can understand when there's thousands of dollars it's your livelihood it's one thing but you and I can juice as much as I want. I mean, I'm not beating Gordon Ryan, even right. if I get bigger than him. <laughs> you understand? So, so it's yeah. like, it's like, it, it, don't forget, if your jujitsu is top line, and and you juice, sure. If you're if if you're an 18 year old kid who's training in a gym and you said like I my best thing I, a long time ago when we had the Abu Dhabi in Montreal. This blue belt gets murdered. I don't know what team or whatever it's irrelevant. He gets back to his coach and he says, he goes, ah, Jesus, I got to get stronger. And his coach is the biggest eye roll you've ever seen. Ah, you just got to stop doing stupid jujitsu. <laughs> it's like, that summed it up pretty much. <laughs> so, so, I mean, don't forget, this is not our scenario because we're not there. We're masters right. with this and that, but at that level man it's like it's like you're not gonna make it on wonky jujitsu and big arms yeah so so if it gets to the point 
There's money on the line. And that's the only thing that's making the I'm difference. not supporting you, but I'm not, again, condemning you either. Right. I, you know, it's too easy. It's, it's you know, we, we fall in the, dans la facilité. Là. Yeah. C'est, c'est, c'est trop facile. So that's what it is. I wanted to ask you about, because um, I was having a, a conversation with Chris, who does jiu-jitsu with us, right? The brown belt Chris. Okay, brown belt Chris. Okay, right. And we were talking, and we, we were both saying the same thing, but I wanted the, it to come out of you. We were because t- we're talk- talking about that conversation we had about this funnel that you were talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you explained the funnel to me in one way, and I think you explained it to me in the way that was relatable to me. And right. you did the same thing to him. But his funnel's different. But his yeah, funnel's right. different. So maybe just explain this funnel concept okay, 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 because okay. people have been asking me nonstop about this funnel okay. concept. So <laughs> all right, guys. So remember this: <laughs> my box set is coming out. It's going to be seven hundred fifty dollars <laughs> for ten minutes. Yeah. Okay, here's how it works. It's like I was told by Cascal, by Leo. Hi, Leo. He says, if you want to, you know, big Bosch, if you want to win the world, you need you need just one pass, one sweep, one takedown, one guard pull, one submission. And I just realized rolling with him, because don't forget, when, that, when Leo came, we all leveled up. Yeah. Because he exposed us to that top shelf jujitsu that that being in Montreal and West Island, we're not in LA where there's, you know. Yeah. So anyway, long story short. So the, so I realized when I roll with him, he always passed my guard the same way. It was one guard pass. Everybody you roll with, he passed the guard the same way. Mm. Then I realized what he was good at is not knowing 10 guard passes. Is that he could take any scenario when he's on top and put the technical thing in a funnel and it would come out force his guard pass at the end. His lapel sweep, same thing. So whatever guard he had, you know that before he did anything, he funneled everything in his favorite move. Hmm. So this is what I mean by funneling. You got Funneling is just, I always say narrow and deep is better than wide and flat. I'm not worried about, oh, you know, it's 10,000 submission. Ugh. <laughs> you know what? I'm more about a guy who knows one submission can do it 10,000 different ways. Right. That's, and yeah. So, do you think people should be doing that at a certain level? Yes. Because at the beginning, always makes me laugh. Uh, Blue Belt said, well, my game is, dude, you don't have a game yet. Right. <laughs> you know? The way I roll now is no way, nowhere close the way I rolled in the past. So, so, so at the beginning, you got to learn because if you, if you want to destroy something, Learn how it works first. Right. Right? So, do I look like a De La Hiva player? No. But at some point, I said, you know, I had a hard time, so I'm going to learn De La Hiva so I can kill it. So, for three months, played De La Hiva. I got murdered. I was a mad bitch. Mm-hmm. I got, oh, my God. <laughs> but you know what? When I realized the key, what makes it work, I knew where to short circuit. So, you can, sh- funneling, whether it's a pass or a sweep, I'm going to force a half guard smash. I'm going to grab your head and your head's going to go in a different direction as your hips. And then I'm going to pass. So my challenge is not doing my pass. My challenge is to get to my pass. Mm-hmm. And this is where that funnel comes through. So whatever your game is, whatever anybody's game is, I want to create a scenario that everything goes in all the technical stuff goes in and at the end it comes You're out. spitting out that pass. Yeah. On my thing. And you know what? It's like suddenly it becomes like myself. I'm not going to beat a guy with agility. 
So odds are when I'm in half guard, I'll pinch your bottom leg between my knees, turn, create a 90 degree handle and then dive for your head. Mm. Look at what Brianna does. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So, and once, you know what, guys, guys, anybody shows you a move on social media, on YouTube, me, when I look at the move, a sweep, I said, okay, how many times in the demonstration, the grips and the this and that, did the guy open a channel to his head? Right. And suddenly, some of the stuff that looks cool and sexy, he said, this is bullshit. <laughs> because there was three opportunity that a guy could have snapped up the head. Mm -hmm. Trust me, somebody grabs your head, it's game over. Yeah. Right? This is why it's so hard. When I used to roll with Leo, I never got to his head ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So, so, so this is where the science is. So I tell people, stop being obsessed with adding so much things. You know what Hicks Law is? No. Okay. Okay, hopefully I'm going to not misquote this. But <laughs> in the 60s, I think there was a professor called Hicks. And he was, a, I think... Okay, don't quote me on that. Sports psychologist and a mathematician at the same time. And he did a study where the result is like the more response you know for a specific stimuli, the slower your reaction time. So, so a guy who knows one arm bar escape that does it well, probably going to escape more than a guy who knows 20 arm bar escapes. And he even came up with a mathematical formula, he, he put this in numbers. Now he, I'm lost. Okay, so don't. Yeah. But, but Hicks law: the more response, to, the more response to have to specific stimuli, the, the longer, slower. the yeah. slower your reaction time. Remember the Terminator movie? He walks into the hotel or something, and the guy says, "Oh, can I help you?" Then he got, he got tick, 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 multiple choice. Then he goes, "Fuck you." You know? <laughs> and you see it in people when they're doing jiu-jitsu. You so, see it in their head yeah, sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, so if you right. roll and you start going multiple choice in your head, you will be behind. Yeah. Action always faster than reaction. And there's so many techniques in every single position that you can't go through that giant Rolodex all the time. So how, how do you beat right. that? You have to learn. You have, at some point, you got to learn concepts. Concepts are, are, are it, it's not like a technique you're learning. Now, what I find amusing a lot is when there's a trend in jujitsu. Everybody goes, oh, let logs 50% of the body and stuff. But you know what kills me? Mm. Now they're forgetting the other 50%. Yeah. So they're not doing 100%. They're doing 50%. They're doing uh, ice. Which, which Brianna has been capitalizing on for so no many kidding. years. She snaps their head when they're coming into entangle. Yeah. So, so, so. So what's great about this is that there's a Latin saying called reducto ad absurdum. A concept gets pushed so far that it becomes ridiculous. But what's good about jujitsu or any sport is that people tip into that and then after it gets cleaned out and mm. the cream stays on top. Yeah. So now suddenly you look at the leg lockers now, the, the shit slipped off the, the plate and now the leg locking is impeccable. Now we saw that now. I look at, you know, for a while, Baron Bolo was all about inverting and this and that. And look mm. at the way they're, they're boloing now. It's yeah. different. Yeah. So the whole thing tip into like borderline. This doesn't make sense. And then you know what? And now look at it now. What's happening? It's normal evolution of, of, of sports. It gets over the top and then it gets cleaned out. 
So this is what it is, you know? So, so but if you learn conceptually, what's, what's conceptually? As I, I've seen sometime so much bad grappling because I don't care. If I win the <laughs> hips, I win the fight. So me, when I roll, if I say, if I roll with you, I say, okay, I'm not thinking about, I'll say, I need him flat on his back and half guard. That's the concept. How am I going to do that? I, I don't know. I'll grab some stuff. So when I grab something, it's because I know that that's going to help. So what am I going to do? I don't know. But I want your both shoulders pinned. You understand the concept. Now, right. just simple. The only way you score in jiu-jitsu with points or you submit is usually it's the result of a pin. I gotta be. I don't want to sound like John Denner. No, but no. But look, look. It's like anybody pins your hip, pin your shoulder. You don't score a point. You want to pass a guard IBJJF. If you don't pin the guy after, there's no points. Yep. Right. You want to take a guy down. You can just throw him down and walk away. No, no. You gotta pin him after. So, so how can you do jujitsu and not and at a high level and not be a good pinner? It's impossible. It's impossible. And you see it all the time. There, no one passes a guard in competition and the guy just lies on his back and just lets... Dude, it's like this is why some of the wrestlers sometimes do so well so quick. They know how to pin. Yeah. So so I have guard. I, Kevin, that's from Kevin actually. Is heaven or hell? If I'm on my side with my shoulders... From 45 to 90 degrees, that's Danaharish, isn't it? I'm happy with that one. I'm smart. So, so my shoulders are turned this way. It's heaven. If I go past 90, I'm getting flattened. It's hell. Mm-hmm. Have guard flat on your back is called a no guard. Yeah. Okay. And what people have to understand, it's like, it's like good jujitsu happens in transition. What does that mean? Means if I two guys highly competent, it will happen when they the middle game. What happened when they change position? Now I'll tell you what, this is what I learned, maybe because my jujitsu is deficient. But if I get side control on a guy, and okay, every time I try to do something against somebody who's good, that's when they'll regard. Because mm-hmm. the pressure will relent. So I I train how to move heavy on top, grind the position, and still against a guy who's highly competent, there'll be room for him. So so I was telling somebody, I said, listen, if I'm in a half guard and I'm down by 10 points, I'm not fucking passing. I'm submitting. Because half guard is a great submitting position once the guy's flat on his back. Yep. So if anything, if I'm in side control, I'm going to go put my foot back in the half guard, create that 90 degree angle, uh, uh, angle sprawl my hips on your hips keep you flat and i'm going to start attacking like a savage because i need a submission at this point and you're going back to and concept yeah i saw it's right. funny because i was talking about this and, and guillaume sent me a, a greg jones instructional that talks about pins and crab rides and stuff hmm. i completely agree with this statement and you know what i kind of stopped that don't forget i was a grappler before i was a, ju- a jujitsu guy he says the most dominant position is not a mount or the back with the hook set. It's a guy flat on his belly, dick on the floor, and you're on his back on a full crab right. Mm. Dude, when you get this, you're going to get your head torn off. In the past, we did rear face locks and stuff like that. Thank yeah. goodness we don't do that anymore. Yeah. But but those are... So if you don't grasp the basic grappling concept, you're going to be what? You're going to be one of those guys, let's smoke a doobie and flow, bro. 
Yeah. And then you're going to guy who's him instead going to say, let's pop a few energy drill and blast. (laughs) 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 It's like, it's two different things. Yeah. You know, so you see that. And I find, I find that women's jujitsu, the women who rule the roost there, the guys, the guys who take care of the, uh, Brianna, Amy Campo and these girls, they don't get, they're not cute out there. Mm-hmm. they're not cute like my the reason why I did what I did in my insignificant sport career was that my philosophy was winning uglies better than losing pretty like okay maybe it's my limitations here okay but any moves that require 25 grips or thread level like this dude it's like me I attack this setup okay so you know it's fine when your partner is letting you tread the gi between you bring him back around it's like that's cool mm. But honestly, you better make sure I don't have access to your head while you're doing that. Because you know what? It's like in the 90s, we didn't have teachers. We didn't have the Fabios, the Fred, the Cascao, all these guys. So everything was about raw damage, mm-hmm. which is, thank goodness we're out of there because a yeah. lot of my friends are not rolling anymore. No one would do jiu-jitsu anymore. Like, yeah. So, but, but you know what? I was told by a guy, which I had limited contact with, he was a WW, the WCW wrestler. But when he did not wrestle that bullshit thing, I bumped into him. He used to come to our club, but back then I was not as active and stuff. And uh, I bumped into him once. And you know what he says? Anytime you don't know what to do, grab anything and bend it the way it's not meant to go. <laughs> and rolling with this guy was a nightmare. He goes, this is where I'm so big on chin picks and that type of stuff. He goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, it's okay. Turn his head that way while you figure it out. Mm. So, so, so it's just basic wrestling grapplings that people have been grappling for 10,000 years. And, and you know what? I find people so arrogant. They say, well, look what I invented. You didn't invent it. You rediscovered it. You know, like I, I oh, you come up with that. Well, there's probably somebody, if I do it, somebody else. It's on YouTube somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody. So, so yeah, yeah. But it's like, so going back to that technical thing, understand grappling and then your jujitsu will fall into place. Mm -hmm. Like, I I mean, if you have the pleasure, this pleasure to roll with Fabio, I guess he makes people feel that, you know, it's like, there's nothing spectacular, but you know what? It's like, yeah, get flattened and have guard. And then you know what? You're done. Concept. It's a concept. So, but now you're at a stage, you start with the concept when they're white belts, it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. When you're a white belt, you're a parrot, you mimic their technique. So you might know it, you know how to do it. But I, I always tell Fred, I understood the white belt sequence when I got my black belt. I, my black belt exam, if I was a school and I said, I want to examine the black belt and stuff, I suppose just... How well can he, does he understand the white I would make him go do the sequence. white belt curriculum mm-hmm. and you're allowed three small mistakes. And I'm always amazed when I hear a brown belt or purple belt set. Well, I don't stand up in close guard because I wind up falling every time. <laughs> when I hear this, I said, dude, you're lucky I don't run this show. You're lucky I don't run this show. Yeah. We drilled in the morning. All we did, we got up and we stayed up. That we'd live drill that forever. Hmm. So, so you know what? It's like, 
you step, you know, it's basic grappling concepts. And then, you know, the jujitsu just falls into place. I guess that's why I was lucky a bit because I'd wrestle, I'd grapple and I got a green belt in judo, but that's so long ago. It doesn't count anymore. Right. It's completely <laughs> void judo-wise in my head. But the, um, when I started with Lee, I knew where to put my hips. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So it made me look better than I actually was. And this is why when you get it, you're going back to the blue belt beating, when the guy has wrestled at a high level, he knows, you know, the head position and stuff and things and how to keep a guy. If he pins you, you're in trouble. I don't care who you are. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. I wanted to ask you from, you know, being uh, Brianna St. Marie's father, oh, um, at, at, at what moment in time did you see, again, this is from your perspective, what time, at what moment did you see that change between normal Brianna, I'm going to class, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying jiu-jitsu, I'm doing jiu-jitsu, <laughs> to that moment where it was... Sorry, I'm laughing, because there never... There was never that moment. There was never a change. You no. don't understand, like, my two girls are nut jobs. Like, uh, in a good el- way, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my eldest would lose a soccer game and tear down a room after. Like, it's like, it's, it's irrelevant. I never pushed them. Right. I didn't care. Like I, the, the family policy with sport was don't back down. So maybe you get play on the big team. Maybe you don't play on the big team. Maybe you get cut. Maybe you win, you lose. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't back down, I'm happy. So I guess Brianna would be a better one to explain. So listen, if I blow it, Brianna, don't. That's why I said from your perspective. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> triangle me. But because uh, anyway, so yeah. So, so a long time ago, she wanted to grapple. I want to grapple. Just out of the blue. That's a long time. She was, there. She was playing soccer back then. Did she play rugby also before? Yeah, she played soccer, triple-A soccer, and okay. rugby team Quebec. I never pushed that. She just wants to be on top of the pile, right? Mm-hmm. So she says, I want to grapple. Oh, okay, but So you can come at Riverdale Wrestling Club. I was coaching there. I was helping Jay Bradbury. And um, I got some... So I... But she goes, I don't know and stuff. So it's if conversation was... So no, okay. So I don't care. Like I, I don't want to push, but she's doing well with soccer, well with rugby and stuff, and and so she starts to do jujitsu thanks to Luca, you know, her ex boyfriend there. So mm-hmm. she followed him and she started to do jujitsu, and uh, right away she first class she comes on. When's the first tournament? Like uh, <laughs> hey, I say, you whatever. So so this you can't coach that. You know, and I see a lot of good athletes. There's something that people at her level fuel on that others don't. And it has nothing to do with skill. Brianna was always a good athlete, but it goes beyond athleticism. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, it's a, there's a thing that, okay, so I go like this and now she gets her blue belt. Oh, well now I can go to Worlds or to Pans. That's how it is. You just know, like, natural. Yeah. So, she, okay. So, good. So, all right. All right. We fly for free. So, it's like, a, yeah. so, you know, she, so she does all this. And, and so there never was a change. You can tell, I can tell in the kids' class how some kids have that, whoa, I'm not, I'm not falling down now, you know? And, and this is identifiable. And I've learned because I coach lacrosse, <clears throat> coach wrestling, coach jujitsu. And I realized that that when I used to coach elite like Team Quebec lacrosse, I realized that skill was important. But you know what? I'll take grit over skills anytime. 
And I learned once, it's funny, last year I coached across, I was done with coaching elite. Because coaching elite, what people don't understand is that you only coach the practice and the game when you coach house league. Mm-hmm. Coaching elite, you work when you're not with the team. You know, do this right. and that. So, so you've been there. So yeah. anyway, so so it was kind of wild because I was coaching house league and now the training camp and they got this evaluation thing like, okay, <laughs> skill, passing, catching and stuff. Dude, I'm going like this. And I got my chart there. So at the end of the name, I had B and B, balls, no balls. <laughs> and we had a draft. You know, they turned this like it's a big deal. Hmm. So I had a draft. So we have the draft. And I went with my scientific evaluation. <laughs> they were laughing. They're freaking laughing. I won second place at the provincial championship house league. Mm. And we lost by a fluky double overtime goal. It was a bad bounce and stuff. So I tell you guys, you know, shit happens. You know, it's not because you played bad or made mistakes. So, mm. so I had guys that could barely catch a ball in the season started. But I got all the fireballs. And you know what? I said, this is what it's at. And there's a certain thing. Don't forget kids these days. It's getting harder and harder to find those because they're brought up soft. Yeah. And without being stupid, I'm not saying you have to whip them and do all that right. stuff. And But they're brought up like, oh, you want to quit? It's okay. Uh, they they sign up. You don't like it. Go me. I told my kids, you, know, you want to sign up for something. You're finishing the season. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like my coach, an idiot. It just doesn't matter. You signed up, you finish. Right? Yeah. So, so it's very difficult when, when everything in school, oh, uh, we, we play this basketball tournament. I want to go see us. There was a score. Well, we don't keep score. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, and then you expect them to be functional adult and this world's getting more and more competitive, you know? Yeah. So in jujitsu is the same. I told the kids, I said, um, all I want you is not to quit, but it's a win. You battle this like it's the end of the world. And then, you know what? It's going to suck. There'll be some moments that's not good. But that's what it is. So I guess, you know. So she already had that in her. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. It's so. like, I, I, you know, my son was different. He had it in a different way. My son is more like less flamboyant. Like he's quiet. But he had the grit. We saw that when he wrestled at the Eastern Canadian the Quebec Championships and stuff like that. And <clears throat> and he dove after at a high level. For a guy who started diving at 14, he made his points for a national he was in the same bracket as Depatio, one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the only way he could have won is if everybody else in front of him would have had food poisoning. But <laughs> but still, to do an inward two and a half when you started at 14 is something else. These guys started at three, you mm-hmm. know? So I guess they had the grit. I guess maybe they got the athleticism from mom. And they I got, you know what? It's like I was an angry kid. So for me, the sports was more than, it was like a, it was a needed outlet. Oh my they, God, uh, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I started to do martial arts because I realized, you know what? I can kick people's ass without getting in trouble. <laughs> Obviously, the opposite happened. Started doing martial arts, I got my ass handed. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah, that's what it is. But it's like, uh, yeah. So hmm. it's, but they always, they always, I mean, you know, from day one, like we never had to, like in a game, you could see like the, no, you know, like uh, it was just there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my my two girls were like, uh, like, uh, like you know, no, we don't like losing, riding back in a car, like 
like this and Angry, stuff yeah. and you don't talk to me about it and stuff and what do you think uh is uh has made the big difference in brianna in her success like what is she, what is, do you think or what do you feel she's done different than everybody else you know what she didn't get caught in the trends hmm. like you know i guess thanks to fabio but you know what brianna she just went and say you know fabio said go for ahead when fabio goes go to ahead go to ahead and you know what it's like she'll go if bernie puts that shield She'll go over the inside legs, pinch it, and then just go boom over the head, chin pick, bring it in. It's always the same. Hmm. But you know what? The ladies, not, I'm not talking about the Fionn Davies and the Amy Campo and Montero and, and Bea Mesquita and, and, and Rianca Basilio. There's no talking about these guys. Hmm. The other girls, they got caught up in the freaking, oh my God, that looks cool. Well, you know what? She's going to be on your head and she'll tear it off. Watch every time she goes like this, you know, she, you see her paw with her arm, it was a highlight yeah. and stuff. So this is basic grappling. She didn't look, you know what's funny? Everybody poo-pooed the clothes guard. That's how that always cracks me up. People, oh, I, I'm, I'm all about submission and you don't play clothes guard? Bro, you're stupid. Hmm. Then you see like Roger, Roger Gracie is not enough for you. Hmm. Like, uh, and, and you know what's funny? I'm amazed. Even now, I watch Black Belt Battle and... These guys would smoke me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell you that. I look at how they pass the closed guard. I say, are you fucking kidding me? They don't know. I saw, or if they close the guard, they're not stingy. They open it right away to go try to go. Just, dude, dude, there's nothing to this day that annoys me more than a functional closed guard guy. So I guess I don't know if it was Fabio. I think it's Fabio says, nobody plays closed. Nobody closes. So she closed the guard and suddenly he goes Elizabeth Clay armbar. That was a big deal. No one knows how to react. So, so you look at how they're trying to pass. And I said, are you kidding me? When you see a black belt try that YouTube pass of putting your, your leg, you know, your middle and pushing the hips down. Are you fucking kidding me? I like what Keenan said about that once. He said, let me show you the pass that I was taught first that never worked. It's like, come on, you need to stand up. Hmm. I mean, Hodger Gracie says, if you want to have a chance to get out of my guard, one little chance, you don't have to stand up. So... You know, but so Brianna just she didn't get caught up with the trends with the fads and the mm -hmm. this and the that and uh you know what it's like it's like leg lockers get leg locked you want to go start playing that game you got to be sure to have a good defensive that's not I, I don't have any competence in that so I right. shouldn't be commenting because it's not it's not my gig but I I really got leg lock why because I'm on the guy's head twisting it yeah and I guess that's what all the commentators say all the time. Whenever you watch Brianna's matches, it's always she better watch out for her head because you know that Brianna's coming. So they're afraid they're hesitant wants, right? to go and entangle because they're, exactly. they're going to grab it. Yeah, they don't want to come in and dive under and try to go for a leg that's because right. they're, you're you're giving her what she wants, right? That's right. And you yeah. know what? What she did against I don't know, it was one of the match at who's number one. What she did, it was Misa Bastos, and what she did. When she came in for the legs and she missed the head, mm. she threw herself back on her ass. So she cleared the knee line before she entangled. Yeah. But the problem is, which is what, like I said, I don't claim any expertise in that field. So you take this with a grain of salt. But people, when they entangle, they say, okay, how am I going to counter entangle? I don't want to go there and tell you the truth. I like my knees too much. I'm not going to go <laughs> fuck around there. So, so, so what she did, she kind of fell back a bit. Yeah. And her knee was, so the entanglement was shit right off the bat. And she came back on top. Mm. Okay. And Mice was very good. He's very hard to pass. Nobody passed that guard, that girl's guard in like a decade or something. Yeah. And Brianna just, 
I kept saying like, go double under. And then finally she did it, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. So it's like, you know what? It's like, she, I don't think she got caught up with the trends and the diss. And like I said, you got to learn that stuff if you want to kill it. Yeah. Like, so, so she'll learn this stuff. She'll learn the things. Why? Because she wants to short circuit it. And trust me, when somebody's a headhunter, it's annoying. It's annoying to have somebody on your head the whole time. So I suspect, and that, like you should ask her the question, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, she never got caught up in that, in in all the trends and stuff. So, so this is how she's not. I mean, I'm not telling you she'll never get leg lock. That would be stupid. Right. But this is why it's very difficult, and the girls are afraid to give, get their head caught on the way. Yeah. And this is why I don't think many people have uh, leg lock Fabio recently. Right. You know? yeah. It's like, so it's what it is, man. I don't think she got caught up in that. And and the minute you forget your basics, basic grappling, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Somebody was joking with me. So when you pass the guard, you you, you, you they call that the, 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 how do you put that? It's in French. Tu dévisse la tête, ses jambes move. Like from close guard. If you unscrew from, the uh, head, the sorry. legs open. Yeah, yeah. from half guard. I right. keep turning the head the wrong way until the legs open, you right. know? It's like half guard pass, you know? But anybody who got Cascao's shoulder in his face will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do right? you think, um, I noticed that Brianna, I've been watching a lot of videos, she's been putting on the gi a little bit more. Do you think she's going to go and she do loves a the gi. She's going to do a little return in the gi? Or? She does. She does. She loves yeah. the gi. But like she said, she did the IBJJF podcast. I don't know if you guys heard it, but... She was saying, she goes like, uh, she goes, I love the gi, but it was a question of opportunity. Like, right. you know, it's like, right. it's, IBJJF is kind of, it's a weird animal. I mean, it's like, you know what? A lot of people, you know, shit on them and stuff. I have my, some issues with them, but you know what? Now the top tier guys, like the guys which are like, like black belt adult in each division, the top five. Why should they fight there? To get peanuts, that's why they came up with the Grand Prix and right. stuff like that. Yeah. When they can go to who's number one and get an appearance fee of five grand or whatever, I don't know what the rate is. I'm making up numbers now and yeah. get a winning bonus submission bonus. They get that Bitcoin thing, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So don't don't bitch them from going there. They want to pay the bills. Yeah, they're trying so to do for, this as yeah. a career. So yeah. so for Brianna, it was I think a question of opportunity. Yeah, she loves doing gi, like absolutely. Like she's looking for, she's going to Brazil to the Brasileiros. Nice. So uh, to and then get ready for the world's uh, gi. She'd like to win the world's gi, which is uh, fine when I you know. But it's so it was not a question of her having a preference. No, it was just a question of opportunity. It's opportunity, yeah. you know, you get you get your hotel airfare. An appearance fee or whatever it is, yeah. I don't know. And Nogi, from a, you know, from looking on the outside, Nogi is just so much more. It's so much more fast paced. It's so much more exciting. Again, I enjoy the gi. I've I've learned to love the points. Is it more exciting though when you see a guy keep disengaging, coming back, disengaging, coming back? Okay, yeah. So back. there there are some elements like that, but right. even at that, people are moving. Right. What uh, I what what I dislike. I'm not saying hate, but what I dislike or find it hard, even though I love the gi, is watching high level matches and people are tied on to playing what advantage. one advantage, advantage and they're playing the advantage and uh, all, and again you you taught me this that you should always keep an eye on the clock 
You uh, always need to be aware of where you are and what's going on with yeah. the clock. And I, I, I took that advice all the way through. Every time I competed, it was always in the back of my right. mind. But these guys who are stuck on playing advantages, that's almost all they're doing. They're stalling in a position and they're just Listen, continuously looking at the clock. That 100%. Part is, you know what bothers me? It's like maybe it's because I wrestled before I did jujitsu. But what I cannot stand, and I'm not going to bitch the athletes because it's, their job as elite athlete is to, is to stand on the line for the rules. It's part of the game. It's right. part of the rule set. So, so. so when I saw Keenan against Cabrina, I think, and he's just, the, the commentator says he doesn't want to score points. He wants to score a pile of advantage. Hmm. Because problem is with a warm guard is that you sweep, but you get counter swept easy. Right. So what they do is like he does, he sweeps, but he goes back, gets the advantage, goes back, and he keeps piling the advantage. Yeah. Right. So uh, with Cabrina, he wound up in a seesaw match. He swept him, then Cabrina swept him. So it's like when you're a kid and you're playing top. the baseball bad game and you put your hands until the last guy's on you top. You want to be the last one. Right. Top, yeah. So so I don't like that because I'm a fighter at heart. Or Leandro Lowe was a master. If you want to learn how to play the clock. And like I said, I'm not. it's not a put down. It's on the contrary. I admire that. What he did when they, he was down by a point. They would reset him in the middle. He'd go stand right in the corner, right at the edge. So the guy shoots out of bounds, reset in the middle. He spent two minutes one running around the lines on the side like that until ref kept resetting. Mm -hmm. That guy's not going to pull guard when there's, you know, a short clock or whatever. It's like, and even if he pulls guard, he would just step back, step out of bounds, go back. So gaming, sorry, gaming a role is great. But honestly, I don't, if I'm a paying fan, I don't want to see that. Yeah. And in a gi, it's easier to paralyze a match, lock it down, and nothing happens. Yeah. So I was thinking, as you know, we always have those conversations about rules. What should we do to make it more exciting? Yeah. Okay. So, myself, to force the guys to be active, if it's tie, okay, there's advantages. How about top writing time? Mm. So, you'd see guys under freaking trying to sweep. That could be one or a yeah. push out rule. Four people would stay in the middle. You get push out, give the guy an advantage. Yeah. So let me tell you, the guy will engage in the middle. You got to stay in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Or stuff like that. Or like I think, uh, was it that where Brianna was? It's a point for everything. No more. Take the back one point. Yeah. So you're never out of the match. Right. You know, and you're never piling a lead that's insurmountable. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of things that could be done. But uh, you know what? We can. There's a lot of debates to be done about this, and uh, sometimes I think about it, and I can see the caveat of all these yeah. things. Because it's uh, they've made it a sport. It's still a sport right. with a rule set and a point system right. and whatnot to like, go ahead and. A I don't give a shit to sit down in front of a guy, without grabbing him or anything. I know, I know, but Christ, I watch this, and I'm saying neck and just <laughs> kick him right in the fucking head like you know it's like <laughs> but it's like it's like you know it's okay it's fine yeah. it's happening and the, i don't blame the athletes because simply it's like it's the rule set allows them to do that so I, I i do it i play the rule i you have to game yeah. you have to learn if you want to compete at a high, high level you know learn how to game the rules and make them work for you yeah you see that in every sport your job as a professional athlete is to walk the line like this yeah right so i'd love to see some sub only gi stuff and i know it makes for yeah but you know what sub only causes not with you know is that you need a time that 
the match I don't even bother watching is no time limit. Right. Screw that. No, yeah. It's the most boring. What is gi? No gi. Right. They do nothing besides sloppy callers. You'll get a takedown. The guy disengage. Yeah. It's whoever's got the best cardio is going to win at the end. You yeah, know? yeah. And yeah. I so, mentioned it before. I did yeah. a, a grappling industry sub only. Um, it was in the gi also. So on, on a time limit, how's that going to work? How yeah, are you going to pick a winner? That's the thing. It was no time limit. And I think the, my first match was 26 minutes. That's right. And imagine how hard it is to actually run a tournament like that. Uh, you too, can't. Right? Okay, just... so Ray, today, today, uh, okay, here's your here's your schedule. You're fighting Sunday morning at nine. Uh, then your second match is Sunday morning at ten p.m. Right. And then if you win, the next day you're there at lunchtime. Like you want to keep, you know, you got to give this to IBJJF. They can run a tournament with nine hundred participants and do it in the day and a half yeah. or something it's, like this. They're so efficient and yeah, they, they, you, yeah. you got to give credit for that. Yeah. So so submission only that bores the living shit out of me. Like I wind up going and do the dishes, coming back and looking, nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. So so I would come up with a rule set that force engagement wrestling's the opposite it's over the top the other way especially ncaa mm-hmm. the ncaa versus freestyle wrestling what they call folk style or collegiate wrestling in the u.s is that that's the best wrestling to watch because in uh, freestyle the guy goes down he'll base out stand back up mm. ncaa you need you can be called for passivity for not trying to get up yeah so you go down if you get up score point so so I take I get two take down the guy gets up he gets one, and then if you keep him down they calculate writing time top writing time so if it gets to be a tie you can win on writing time because you spend more top control time. I like that idea. So there's push out rules. Yeah. I don't know if it, I, you know I'm I'm a bit blurry on their rule set but I think there's push out rules and stuff. So this is why these guys have such a good wrestling for MMA because they train to get up from day one. Hmm. Right? If you if you want to try this, you can there's wrestling tournament. I think Beatman telling you is to have one. You go there, it's US rules. You better get ready to sit out. All those sit out escape you do, you know, and stuff like that, that comes from uh, American wrestling. Yeah. Because they need so this is why wrestling is such a tough freaking sport. It's the rule set. Yeah. It's like you cannot back down. You cannot, you have to go. This is why wrestlers are a special breed of animals. I guess in jiu-jitsu, that's why, I, I guess there's a benefit for having all these different organizations with different rule sets. Right. Because then you can kind of pick what you like to watch, right? Or right. like to do. And then you can kind of pick and choose where, right. where you're going to go. But on the other side, you see any people having fun at 40 years old with wrestling? Right. <laughs> Dude, you can't, you're done. You're done. I, Bustamante told me himself like he came in Montreal. The first time I, I met him, I don't know, somebody uh, talked to him. I don't know, said something about me and he came up to me randomly. And he says, you know, if you want to keep doing this for a long time, you're going to have to stop wrestling. I don't know how he knew that I had a wrestling base. <laughs> never saw me rule. But say you heard somebody talk or somebody talked to him. Someone, it was you know, an intervention. Know. Yeah, it was an intervention. <laughs> and, and you know what? The beautiful thing about our sport is that it's so broad. You can find a way to make it work. I had one leg, no hips, no knees, and I found a way to develop a half guard, bottom half or top passing game that worked for me. And you know what? I love my my half guard game now. And I mean, I'm, I'm certainly going to, you know, it's not, like you know, for the level that I roll at, it's great. And you know what? It's like without my freaking orthopedic nightmare, I would never would have stumbled there. Mm-hmm. Now I do that stuff, that leg turking thing I do and all yes. that nonsense. 
and uh, and you know what? It's like, it's like that's my injuries that gave me this. Mm. And then I realized. I said, you know what? I said, I said, if I beat that bottom leg when I when I'm on top half, if I beat that bottom leg, I saw that. Believe it or not, from watching Habib, how he guards the guard, mm-hmm. how he mounts the knees, how he he squeezes his knees around the guy's bottom leg and he murders him. So I said, you know, if it works for Habib, it should work for me. <laughs> so, so, so I started playing around with this and stuff like that. And then, you know what? For a while, I realized I forgot I'm a grappler first. So then I started to do stuff like uh, with the leg to finish, the takedown and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. You can do this in a very hurtful fashion, but I don't. I just go gradual. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? It's like, it's all, jujitsu is like that. You got to sore back. You'll find a way to make it work. You got a sore shoulder, you do something, you know? So you'll develop a game. There's, it's so broad. You look at the whole spectrum of technique. Look at YouTube. Yeah. And you will find your sweet spot in there, your formula. And if you understand the game conceptually, going back to what we were discussing, you will understand, you'll be able to start bending stuff to make it work for you mm-hmm. without compromising yourself. Yeah. So would I teach a guy who just starts my half guarding system? Maybe not, you know, it's yeah. like it's, but it's, a, it's, you know, you know, it, it's, it's like, that's how it is, man. You know, it's like, so my injuries have given me the reason why I didn't feel like a useless sack of shit when I was at home getting depressed because of my hips and couldn't move and this and that. I guess I engage my mind to figure out a game that works for me. Now that I think about it, I'm just thought about this now. Mm. I'm just like thinking out loud. And that effort, I said, I got to be able to roll. That gave me a bit of sense of purpose that kept me sane through this whole freaking uh, ordeal and stuff, you know? Yeah. And not so, to rush the process, knowing no. that if you do, then you're not going to be able to There's roll, no right? What's right. the rush? It's like I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to get a call by Mo Jessam to go to ADCC <laughs> in a couple of years. I mean, honestly, and people are funny, and they talk about tournament. They say, but what if you fight Megaton? You know, in 2019, because mm. Megaton compete. I think we're both Masters six. I said, dude, I would love this. If I sign up for a Masters tournament, and they say you're fighting Hodger Gracie. I'm going to drop on my knees and become a Christian. I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to say yes. Mm. Yes, yes. I'd rather lose the first match against a legend than going out. I mean, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go out on my shield. I, and I'm going to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't understand. What if, what if, what if, like some of our guys now going to ADCC tomorrow, some mm-hmm. of them are in brackets. Why they got Lee in their bracket? Yeah. What if I what if I fight him? Well, you're lucky if you fight him. You got to figure out what doesn't work in your game real quickly. You yeah, know? yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, we do I, again. I'm, I I don't even know how many people are at going to ADCC tomorrow. Is there is, is it a large group now? I, I last time I checked, it was like five or six guys. If I'm not mistaken. James, Vlad, uh, Will, Gabrielle, his girlfriend. From BTT West Island, I'm thinking, I think Chris James' brother, is he going? I think he's going. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, so okay. let's so say it's five, bigger. between four and six. Now, my question was for this, I don't know if you know, is this a qualify? Is it just a tournament? I don't know. It's not a qualifier. It's not a qualifier. No, right? no, they came up with a string of tournaments. Now there's another okay. one. I don't think it's a qualifier, but 
qualifiers will be in the year leading up to it. Like, I don't think it's going to be like two years ahead of time, first of all. Right. Brianna's not competing in the ADCC? Well, she's getting ready for Guy now. Oh, right. She's getting ready for the Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So she has the coach. She has some people from where she coaches at Mizu and other BTT people, Lantan, whatever. Yeah. So she's going to be... Are you going to the the ADCC tomorrow? You know what? I'd love to, but I don't think I can spend the whole day on my feet. Oh, right. It's true, yeah. And and sit on wonky chairs... Right. Just getting up from this chair is probably going to be a, a, a thing, but it's like, yeah, so it's a little rough, and I want to save myself because at the, at the mastermind next week, I got tons of kids signed oh, up. All right, that's next week. And yeah. some of my 7 a.m. psychos are uh, are uh, signed up, so I got to spend the entire day there, so it's like that's going to be a... Yeah. So I'm going to bring a, gonna bring a lawn chair or something and, <laughs> and try to see what I... Because I, I, I have no clue that's going to go. So yeah. I said, well, if I'm going to go tomorrow, stand all day, I'm going to be... And the two-hour drive to get to True. Ottawa is going to be also a bitch when I get out of the car. So yeah. Save it for when everyone's I was, I'm going. I'm going to watch it on Flow. It's like it's is gonna, it? Are they yeah, streaming yeah, it? Yeah, it's on Flow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, nice. so I'm going I'm to watch it on Flow and stuff. Mm. And I got a message tonight and say, tell me your time. So I just... So you know, yeah, you program I'd it. I'd like to see it. You know? And what are your, what are your plans? for jiu-jitsu now do you still want to sign up for worlds Fuck or, yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, even, this you, what people understand like when you pay to sign for a tournament you don't pay to compete the the benefit you're gonna have from signing for a tournament will be once you're committed you send the money the time from when you send the money to the tournament will be your best training time lifetime yeah. when i signed up for the jiu-jitsu worlds in 2000 there was nobody signed up my bracket nobody i signed up purposely way too long before as soon as i signed up bang first guy i was the first guy for like four months i think and i think that's a master of six issue (laughs) yeah but no we were 12 at the end but yeah yeah but the the idea is is that when you sign up you're training suddenly you're motivated you signed Mm. up you're committed so it gives you more oomph in your training when you suddenly you start thinking okay i have a problem with this i gotta drill it now you got it's what you do. So I tell people, I don't care when you sign up for a tournament, go and get wasted in the first roll. Hmm. It's all good. But the fact that you signed up, suddenly you see the body language changes at practice. Right. Suddenly, like, okay, okay, I need I come, I come, I'm always falling. I come I'm like this. So then there's a bit of an and then even for the conditioning, the cardio, you're not who wants to fucking do cardio for the sake of cardio. Oh my god. Hmm. So you know what? You sign up suddenly. I'm at Centennial running the hills. Well, I was jumping on one leg up there. I was walking backward <laughs> doing some way to work the hills. So I did a lot of things. Uh, walking backward was okay for my hips. So <laughs> I'm doing the hills backward. But anyway, anything. But the idea is, is that it's, you're it's, problem solving now. So now, but yeah. it, you don't understand. It'll you. It'll change the flavor of your training leading up to this. Yeah. So why am I going to the world? Of course, I wants to win. Who doesn't? But it's not the point. The reason why I'm so pumped up for my hip rehab is the fact that I want to go to the world. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that if I didn't do it, I might not be as motivated to do it. I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, just sign up. They, look, the best thing, this is this one of the best thing I've heard in a while. Hi, Ati. <laughs> she goes like this. She's, she's older than me. Three months of jujitsu, she signs up. Fuck it. I'm going to tournament. All right. Yeah. She does the tournament. She has two fights. She did very well. She fought like a fucking dog. And you know what? But nobody in her age group, so they wind up with the plugging adults. her way. Yeah. So yeah. she but she still did and nobody had an easy ride with her. 
and we're in the restaurant after we're all sitting there and we're all like eating and stuff and having a good time and Ati looks at me she goes you know what I'm not the same person this is why you do that mm. you understand what I mean yeah you go there because when you step to the scratch line when you step up something happens to you you know and if it's not doesn't scare the shit out of you it's not worth it so so you step up to that line I've had that feeling when I went to the worlds I hadn't had that feeling in decades you know when I went actually I went to Abu Dhabi in Montreal nobody showed up <laughs> I was pissed I trained like a savage I was a blue belt listen 2,000 guard passes a week like I drained like a savage I make 160 pounds man you know and I showed up there's nobody for me to fight I was so mad I threw under those crowd control gate like fuck I trained like a savage mm. but you know what not looking back on it if I wouldn't have signed up I never would have that flipped my jujitsu to the next shelf like the higher yeah. shelf but should people in masters um, weight cut for local competitions hell no you know what it's like first of all IBJ if you're a master why I say why go do the world's why because especially if you're older masters one you don't have a problem every tournament will have a big bracket master seven dude hmm. if i go to sau they're gonna put me in black belt masters one i mean hopefully i'll get somebody to break a sweat in there you know i might win one but i cannot right. go for 10 minute matches like uh, four of them or something like what that are people in their late 30s early 40s Whatever. is it something you know, that you so, see? yeah so, so it's you know you go to worlds you'll get a functional bracket at right. any age usually right like in generally speaking especially in gi if you're a master right. so i thought go to the worlds you'll get people You'll get people there, and you and and when it comes to the weight, I said, okay, what am I gonna fight me at Masters? Oh fuck, man! I know at Montreal when I was a blue belt, I made one sixty because it's weighing the day before, so I did a weight cut and no right. problem. The day of the fight, I was one hundred seventy six. So, so I went there. I said, I want to be. I don't want to worry. Yeah. I want to be able to hit the buffet, the wins. Mm -hmm. You know. So, so and here's something that I learned when I was wrestling. I was not, I was middle of the pack wrestling. Like it was not nothing that you would uh, talk about locally, not like uh, nationally or something like that. And uh, I used to wrestle a certain weight and I never had fun competing because I felt like shit. Skip roping in a sauna with a plastic bag like 10 minutes before your fucking match or something like this. Sounds like fun. So yeah. every time I wrestle, I had a light hangover. Like, I felt like, yeah. So I had an epiphany at some point. I said, who am I kidding? I'm not going anywhere with that. I'm not going to Canadian Olympic trials. I'm not like Harry or anything like that. Right. I suck compared to these guys. So I went up three weight classes. And I was same ranking. I didn't drop. And then I had fun. My last couple tournaments, I had fun. Yeah. I felt good. Puts a lot of pressure. Eh? I didn't cutting. win more or lost more. So, so I said, you're a master find a weight that you feel strong and that you're fit and th that's a lifestyle advice i tell people mm -hmm. find your equilibrium weight mm -hmm. what is that it's the weight that's easy for you to maintain that you feel strong you feel fit mm -hmm. you feel good and you don't have to bend over backward to maintain yeah and like that you can stay there so for me i walked back then at about 185 i'm gonna make 181 with the gi mm. okay so 
Yeah, because I get a lot of, recently I've gotten a lot of questions about that being like, hey, did did you used to wake cut when you were a blue belt or should I wake cut? I'm purple and this and I get a lot of people asking that question. Listen, it's not a weight cut, first of all, because you mm-hmm. wait like half an hour before. I mean, IBJJF, it's about like you know, mm-hmm. about an hour sometime before. Yeah. But you go to SAU, you get in the morning, they weigh you. Yeah. Well, I feel like shit. You know, if, if you're not 100% physically, you're not well-fueled and hydrated, I mean, you know what? You're not going to enjoy yourself. You're not going to enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's like, you know what? And you know what? You're not going to do that well. Yeah. So are you going there? You know, so I tell people, especially you're going to master his world. They're going to weigh you at sometimes. I got to wait what? Maybe an hour now before my match. I'm trying to remember. So imagine. So me, what I did the night before, I weighed myself at the hotel. They had a gym and a scale downstairs. So the night before, I went and I weighed myself. At, when I was in the building, I weighed myself on the same scale they were going to weigh me, same brand and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was at uh, 179. So I'm under. I, I, I weighed myself with my gi. So I was one, uh, two pounds under with my gi. But you know, when you don't, you're older, you haven't done that in a while, you don't know your body. So at night, at supper, I had very little, but it's something nutritious, but not not a volume thing. Hmm. And I went to the, so I felt, I didn't, I was not that hungry anyway. So I drank some water, I'm not gonna fucking dry. And in the morning, first thing I got in the building, before my official weigh and I went where I was gonna be waiting, I stood on the scale. I was at 174 with the ghee. So I got in a two acai bowls, like whatever. <laughs> I drank about water and stuff, and I make sure I piss before. And I, so, so why are you obsessing about this? Why create that extra stress, right? I, don't right. don't go there. It's like you're not, you know. It's not like uh, you know. Why do that? Especially when it's the same day weighing, or depends on the tournament. You get weighed a couple hours before. Like why are you going down with a headache and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, you're not going to perform. You're not going to perform. I think so. that will be reassuring for a lot of people because I get that question all the time, especially from our, our students in our school, that it might be their first competition or they're, you know, they see people online and everyone's talking about weight cutting and that, you oh know, you, you'll God. do better if you drop seven pounds and go in a lower division and be... Anyways. Boo! Yeah. You know what? You know what? I don't care because, look, not everybody cuts weight the same thing, same way. For me, I'm not a big sweater. Yeah. So for me to drop five pounds of fluid, <laughs> I remember was that was that Lee was getting ready for an MMA fight and weigh-ins at whatever. I don't remember what it was, lunchtime or something like that or 10 a.m. I got to find a sauna I'm 10 over, you know, or something oh like God. this. He's going to sit an hour in a sauna and drop 10 pounds of water. There's no way I'm doing that, you know. There's no way you're going to feel good that's after right, that. That's right, that's right. So for me... It was like skip roping in a sauna with a plastic bag and stuff. And I felt like shit. Yeah. Like I felt like it was it was a, hang- a hangover when I wrestled. So, mm-hmm. and it was Mickey Mouse wrestling I did. I like, that's like a, not yeah. even like a, something serious. So I thought, why do you think, even think about this? Get yourself fit. You can lose some weight. But make you meet somewhere you'll feel good. Yeah. And you'll be able to maintain it. I find, I call that the equilibrium weight. Mm-hmm. I can drop down, like when I dropped down to 160 for that tournament, I was a blue belt. Could I stay there? Hell no. I'm going to destroy myself. So right away, by lunchtime, I was at 170, but the next day I was at 176, you know, like, yeah. a, but so, so, at you know, right now I'm thinking is I lost weight because of my hip. I was about 185, 190, and I figured less weight on the supporting joint because because I walk funny for so long, my left knee sore now. Okay. It's not it's acting up. But it's because I walk like the hunchback right. of Notre Dame yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. So 
so um yeah so and so i said i'm gonna drop weight so i dropped to 175 and now i'm at 172 i feel good i don't care i'm not training for the mirror right so i'm thinking about the worlds you know what we're gonna do so i might go i might go one under and i i would need to make about 168 I can do that, no problem. Yeah, and that's if you want to stay the way you are and still be happy, right? Right, 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 right. So I can go like this, and I'm disciplined with the food, but Mm. it's no gi too. You don't have the weight of the gi. It's different, like the actually the weight categories are different for gi. I have on my on 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 my phone. It's not the same. My 168 is with the gi. I don't know how much it is no gi. I I I saved that on my phone there, but if I recall, I looked at it and I said I can make that, no problem. But it's like, I said, don't obsess that. You're a master. You gotta have fun. It's a beer league. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Like, I, I heard somewhere, like, uh, there's a group, like, Megatons group. They have a group on WhatsApp. They always chat and stuff like that. It's not the same. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 not the same. There's no money on thing. You guys go go for a beer after, maybe before. Who knows? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have a tendency... Like, don't compare yourself, your training regimen. Yeah, yeah, but so-and-so does uh, 1,700 uh, arm bars, like, what? Yeah, but are, are they going to work on Monday? That's like, right. <laughs> That's right. So never compare your regimen with somebody who makes a living out of this. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. You're going to shred yourself to pieces. You can't, like, we saw that in bodybuilding, right? They buy flex muscle muscle and fiction magazine uh, fitness magazine and what they do they um they uh they look at a at a athlete and name your famous bodybuilders of the 90s or whatever Mm -hmm. and his chest routine so you're on this is your supplement right there this guy takes gh three roids testosterone and 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 fuck knows what so his workout and the frequency and how he splits his days, what are you going to do with that besides go to the hospital? Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. So you cannot go and say, I'm going to train like, name your favorite jujitsu athlete. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. I miss all that drilling me. We used to do like the guard passes and stuff, but it's not happening. Yeah. And I miss it because that really, this is where the key is, is life drilling. Yeah. You know? And, um, and you know, I miss doing it, but, Hey, listen, can't do it, can't do it. Maybe I'll be able to do some of it when I just get away for the rehab. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So I'll see how what I can do, what I cannot do. But that's not going to stop me one way or the other. But but if you start, uh, you know, you're going to go and do like nine rolls. Find the formula. You have to know in the week how many rolls can I handle. So split them: hard rolls, average rolls, and flow rolls. So in my case, at the end, I got it was down to. One hard roll every two weeks, and the rest, <laughs> pitch and just work stuff. And I'm just happy to be there. But at man. least you're at jiu-jitsu. That's right. Yeah. That's all there is to it, man. You're happy to it. You're happy to be grateful you're doing this, mm. and don't get upset, man. It's like just go, play, have fun, leave, sign up for tournaments because it's fun, especially mm-hmm. in masters. And I tell people, if you're the older you go, the more you should go to the worlds because you'll get a functional bracket of like white, like-minded, like physical people yeah you know they're not gonna say oh you're gonna go guy's tough man you, you know guy gray hair guy mm-hmm. he goes to a tournament and say oh there's nobody in his weight class they put him in adult so he's with other 230 pound like 
20 years old, blue belt, you know, but he did well. He did super well. Yeah. So, but if you go to the world, it's not going to happen. You're going to yeah. have a big bracket. Go to the pens, the worlds and stuff. This is why I want to go to the worlds. It has nothing to do with winning a world championship. I'll know I'll be with other guys, which are, have metal parts in them, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> that's where it's at, you know, <laughs> other guys with the hips and knees and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Guys, everyone's in the same boat. Everybody like walking funny and stuff. It's like, yeah. I can relate to that, you know, so that's, that's what it's at. So I, I don't know, man. It's like, um, Jiu-jitsu is so special. It's it's sanity for a lot of people. Yeah. It's it's sanity for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what you know what I like about it? It's an individual team sport. Like you're with a team as together in the locker room on the mat, you behave as a team, but you do it individually. Yeah. I think it's the best of both worlds in one. Yeah. Like I always felt I wasn't a team. Yeah. And you know, this is huge because as humans, we like to that's why kids join gangs, you know? Yeah. And uh, so you go like this, there's a locker room banter, the mad banter. You sit, sit around after, just my age is the best part, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and this is where the sanity thing comes in. And, you know, it's like everybody's like, a, I like the way we do it too. Like the advanced belts are there. Like we don't segregate. Yep. So I think that's And everyone's a, helping everybody no matter what yeah, level you're Yeah, there's a bit at. of a... Yeah. I, I mean, in our clubs anyway, I haven't trained jujitsu anywhere else than BTT, but there's a bit of a of a mentorship thing happening mm -hmm. which is great you know like uh like people help you get ready for a tournament all right so let's do this i remember um a tko you know like uh some guy were cutting weights his teammates were in in the sauna with him you know like i uh, like you know support so it's a yep. team sport it's a team concept performed individually yeah. i don't know if it makes sense but can't get that anywhere no, else you don't you don't get it anywhere else and that that is such a place like you have a lot of people have told me that shit has take has kept me together mm. i mean, it kept me together it's like it saved me you know like uh yeah so it's like you know what it's like i don't take this and take pills you know i know when my hip was screwed the only thing i was looking forward in my life was going to the mats because you become a head case you're at home you're borderline you're home, rude you don't listen do. people talk to you you're not even paying attention you're just oh fuck i'm sorry you know yeah. so it's like Going to the mats and stuff kind of sidetracked me, got me out of that rut. I'm afraid to say how would I have behaved if I would not have had that going through what I went through. Imagine everyone going Especially through this. Especially me, I, I know my personality. I'm a guy with anger. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. So it's you, like you wonder about the average person who you know doesn't have jitsu or doesn't have that thing that goes through the exact same well, experience. Well, it's gonna be instead booze or or opioids or something yeah, like this. So it's, it's like it's more to it. Jiu-jitsu is more than jiu-jitsu. I like what Enzo said once. He said, you know what? He goes, it's not about jiu-jitsu. He's like, people come and he goes, so you're on the mat. You're rolling next to the black belts. You know, it's like, I, you know, I used to love rolling with Leo because he could keep me right on my limit and make me work Yeah. right on my, I cannot train people, coach people like that because I'm not good enough. Yeah. You know, so if I try to keep you on your limit, I'm going to get murdered, you know, yeah, yeah. But, which I don't mind anyway. But it's so with him, it was it, those roles I really like yeah. and uh, and stuff like that. I like, you know what? Honestly, I like my roles with uh, the great black belt. You pick your roles, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, when I was a blue belt, I was kind of stupid. I was one hardest. Yeah. Fred said, why do you always play? Uh, Corrado was next to me. Corrado. Yeah. Corrado. Then moving down the line. And Fred, why do you do this? Why well, then I say, okay, you pick for me because I could not bring myself to pick easy. Yeah, you know, and which was a mistake. Yeah, 
Now, no problem. I'll take the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take the the sixteen year old who just tried his first. That's <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but it's like I had this thing for me. Jujitsu was about taking on all comers. So yeah, it's like uh, you, you got to be smart about it. So when somebody asks me, when somebody shows up at the school, challenges everybody, I'm stepping up because that's what jujitsu is all about. You yeah. know, I, was, I don't care. You you just step up. Jujitsu is about stepping up. I remember being. You know, when you get picked by somebody, I can, because me, I was lucky. I was a blue belt. I was on top, front of the line, mm-hmm. you know, because there was nobody. Right. Know, it's like, so, but when you're in the middle, I could just see the feeling when somebody comes, you got a big freaking guy who says, pick you. I mean, I got a lot of respect. That blue belt steps up, waits for a guy where they're going to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And this in life is empowering. You, know, you get murdered or not, it's irrelevant. Somebody called you out, you went. Because it's a call out in, yeah. in a sense. You know, it's a call out. It's a polite call out. It's a friendly call out, but it's a call out. Yeah. And this is what makes you grow, you know? Yeah. And for me, I was always like on top of the line. Sometimes they would get a visiting purple belt or something like this. But you got, I can't imagine. I feel like, oh, he come, he's going to, there comes the scary. Okay, here comes Harry. Oh, Jesus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy he's on the other side of the line. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, some of these lower belts, I'm so happy that I get to pick before them. Right. And I could, that's right. Not avoid them, but they're, they're, I was talking to Harry about this that they're, you know, everyone has different type of days. Right. Sometimes, some days they feel great. Some days they, feel, they don't feel great. Right. You can't, al- you can't always be <laughs> insulted that people aren't picking you. And I was explaining that to him. If people aren't picking you, it just they might be having an off day or maybe you're just doing something really well. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like, you know what? It's like, it's like you have to understand that it's your benefit. Because as yeah. a blue belt, my favorite submission, no ship, was half guard pass. As a joke once, I said, my passing doesn't work. They always tap before I'm out. <laughs> so I could put the type of pressure that people used to say, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? But then again, I realized if I keep doing that, it's, I'm not going to, it's, you know, so what? It's great. So I know I have it. I have it. But now I ease up on it a bit and it opens up the role. So I see so mm. you get better. Cause- I remember tapping multiple times to you as when I was a blue belt and you would, past my top half and you'd be in side control and this i would tap just by the pressure alone right just but you know what alone. it's like i stopped doing that because i'd rather see yeah. like there's a guy for example uh, pat advicula hi pat and mm. and i love pat because we always had roles that open it looked like if you only yeah. kept score it would have been 72 71 yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that so so he's naturally like that because yeah. he, he's like that with everybody which yeah is so fun, but yeah. the role was fun yeah it's fun. you know and and yeah. And that's a guy who's better than he thinks he is mm-hmm. because because of his kids and, and stuff, he came like occasionally. But I remember once, so he goes, oh man, he goes, I said, dude, don't worry about it. You come here like once a month. Yeah. You're doing awesome. And then he started for a while. He started coming because work is only coming off. And then and suddenly I said, oh my God, it's not the same guy. Yeah, now, you different know? guy. Yeah. So, so it's just a question, you know? So Pat has great roles. Like, you know, you're moving and stuff. And yeah. it's, uh, I enjoy that, you know, like, uh, but I mean, it's like, uh, you know, there's a lot of things now if somebody decides to put like, come in crashing a big guy, big pressure. A lot of time, what I, what I used to frustrate me is that I knew what to do, but I couldn't do it. Mm. So Fred said, why don't you get up? Because today I'm not getting up. <laughs> <laughs> but in my mind, I was thinking, get up. You knew what to so do. So I knew yeah, what to yeah, do. Yeah. But it's like, it, it, it doesn't work. So this is why I kind of developed that bottom half system that that allows me to be able to wrestle, 
go to wrestling without wrestling up. Yeah. That's that's a big deal for me. But honestly, would I beat a good young black belt with that? No, I need to get up with it. Yeah. I need to stand up with it. Right. But but I you know that's that's how it's gonna be. So it's gonna be like that. Yeah. It's fine. I'm I'm okay. It's good. And it's torture, by the way. <laughs> okay, whatever. But the, but you, you know, it's like it's it's yeah. So it's like I said, in life is about acceptance. You have to accept yeah. things. You don't fight them. You know, it's like uh, it's like what is pain threshold? I, I, you know, you don't fight pain. You accept it. Okay, mm-hmm. it's there. You know, yeah. and 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 whatever. But you have to accept what's happening to you. At some point, you know, the wheels start to fly out the car on the yeah. highway. And it's funny because jujitsu did not do that to me. It was football. Played a lot of football, hockey, and stuff. And I always thought I was bigger than I actually was. So, so it's. So, but this is what. So, so you know what? I'm lucky. I'm able to do this. Mm. So don't bitch. Be happy. You're on the mat. Yeah. How many guys sixty do what I do on the mat? I told Fred, and I, I'm not seeing this on an arrogant way at all. But I said, in my age group, in my weight class, I fear nobody on this planet. Hmm. I'm not telling you I'm winning. I'm just telling you that I'm going to be a freaking handful. Like, I don't have a problem. So when we compare things, we got to compare them apples to apple. If I compare myself to, to a guy who's 30 years young, it's not a fair comparison. Right. So be thankful you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was talking to my wife about that. We went to this indoor trampoline place and there was a bunch of fathers there, right? We we right. like we brought the kids. Everyone was around my age, you know, 43, 44. Right. And I'm looking at all these these fathers that are there. Right. And I think there was two of us out of maybe a hundred that were that looked physically fit. You know, and we're not talking decathlon fit. We're no, talking about no, no, no. just baseline fit for baseline guy. fit. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay. all these guys my age, all with guts. You could tell that, right? Di- like physically, it just wasn't happening. And I, I kept being thankful that, man, I'm so thankful that I'm going to jiu-jitsu, that I have jiu-jitsu, that I'm right. able to stay physically fit. I don't want to end up like that, 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 that. You know, I got X-rayed, and the guy said you should be in a walker right now. But it's like, you know what? They look at, you know, is there physio rehab time or stuff like that? They use like gross population average. And the average guy my age now, which would have my hips, would have been on a walker because mm. he's out of shape. Yeah. So me, I said, okay, I have no choice. If I stop exercising my glutes, my legs, I'm going to be like on Part a walker. Them. Yeah, I'm going to be on a walker. That's not going to happen. So, so that's what it is. But if you, life is like a poker game. You play poker, you can win with a pair of two. Or you can or with a full or, or you can lose with a full house. Mm. So your odds of winning and bluffing with a pair of two are lesser than winning with a full house. So you might have the full house and still drop dead. Yeah. It's fine. You might say, you know, it's like everybody's gonna die one. You know, we're all gonna feed the worms. Mm. But the what happens is like you have a pair of two, you're gambling. Yeah. So if you have a pair of twos right now, having a grand old time, some shit happen. Suddenly your treatment options are limited or whatever and stuff like that. So it's the same thing. If you have orthopedic issues, you have sore knee, you're 40 pounds heavy. You have a, yeah, it's going to be a big deal, a bigger yeah. deal than it has. Yeah. So you put your odds, you know, try to play your 
poker hand with a full house, not try to bluff a pair of two. Yeah. Because that's how it is. So when they tell you about luck and genetics and stuff like that, go fuck yourself, really? Mm. Right? It's like, no. No, I'm doing stuff you're not willing to do. I remember, I don't drink, so I, I, New Year's morning, a long time ago, I'm at St. Anne Street in uh, Pierrefonds there. You know, if you turn right on the... Yeah, yeah. There's a nice hill there going up, I think. So I get up on New Year's morning, and I'm, I'm tired, but I didn't get drunk. I didn't drink. I don't drink anymore. So when your parents were drunks, it makes you drunk or it makes you dry. Right. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm going to go St. Anne Street. I used to live on Wagner Street in Pierrefonds. It's not that far. Drive the car, park the car. I'm going to start running the hill. So I'm running the hill. And this guy is coming back from a party. I don't know if he's driving drunk, but he looks like opens his car window next to me when I'm on top. He goes... And it was so funny because you could smell the booze in the car. Like, you know, mm. when you got, even if you're not yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, who the hell does that on New Year's Day? I said, skinny people do. <laughs> and I look in the car, you know, the gut, he goes, damn, you got a point. The dog comes up and he drives, but fuck, it was funny. So it's like, you know. Yeah. It's like. Put the odds in your. You got to build favor, a discipline, yeah. man. You got to build a discipline or else you're going to make it. You're not going to make it. Yeah. It's or, like it's. Or else you end up in a walker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's like, so I, I was, I never had fear to walk her. I said, I'm going to crawl. I'm going to hop on one leg. I'm going to do whatever it has, but I'm not. So, you know, I used to go to monster gym and hobble between, you know, try to do some stuff, try to do this, try to do that. You know, I put the bar, Olympic bar and I did a rack pull. It's like a deadlift, but halfway up because I mm -hmm. couldn't get down anymore. And I rack pulled like 370 pounds. So it was just for my, there's psychological. It was just, it was not for my, um, it was just for my mind. I need to get, you know, it's like I need to do something that's going to make me feel like I'm not a cripple yet, you yeah. know? Well, now you're back, your hip's done. That's it's right. It's done. Back to jiu-jitsu, hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those that want to check out Mark, if you're in Montreal, 7 a.m. class. <laughs> 7 a.m., baby. If you like to wake up early, 7 a.m. class. If you want privates, he'll show you some <laughs> some crazy leg torques that really uh, are unpleasant if you're, if you're on the receiving end. That's right. But uh, I appreciate you being on the yeah, show. My pleasure, yeah, Thanks for coming on. You've been listening to Let's Talk Jiu-Jitsu with Raymond Terrence. Go follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. Turn on notifications and press that like button. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the mat.